0: important part of our lives. Uh, when you get together with friends, w- w- what's the first thing we do is that we, we, we start sharing stories. We share stories of what's going on right now, what's going on in your life, where are you at? I just got a call from a friend of mine this morning who is in Australia, you know, and of course, how do we communicate? We communicate through stories. He tells me the story of what's gone on, what's going on. That's how, what we do and we often share stories from history. When we meet with our friends, we, we talk, or our family, we talk about what happened when. Those are all things that we do. Stories are a vital part of our lives. They are, in fact, I would go so far as to say that our entire lives are based around whatever stories that we tell ourselves. When the boys, Michael and Mark, were, I guess, you know, very young, when they were. Uh, three and four years old, around that age, uh, maybe a little bit older, but not much, uh, they saw the movie Bambi. Now, uh, Who hasn't seen Bambi? I mean, most of us have seen Bambi. So they saw the movie Bambi. And I don't know that they understood the story as such, but what I do know is there was something in that story that was deeply compelling to them, so they needed to watch it uh, not once, not twice, but like hundreds of times. I know uh, my granddaughter, uh, you know, I think she saw Frozen like a thousand times, you know. If you've got kids or got grandkids, you know this because you know all the words to some movie that is like maybe irritates the crap out of you, but your kids just loved it. There was some magnetic pull in the story. Stories get stuck in our head. And what's wonderful about that is that those stories can be incredibly empowering, but they can just as easily be disempowering so let me ask you what was your favorite story when you were a kid what was it what was the story that you were told that you just loved being told when you were a kid what was that story that just sort of rattled around in your brain as a kid and when i say the story i'm not necessarily talking about you know uh, hansel and gretel although it could have been a a fairy tale story Uh, and they and those have Significant impact, as has been shown by people like Joseph Campbell and Carl Jung. But the stories—sometimes the stories about your family, sometimes there's stories about you—you you know, you're you're engaged, and you're about to get married, and somebody will inevitably come up with some embarrassing story. And some of those stories can be funny, and you find them funny, and some of them are embarrassing and shameful. So, what was what were some of the stories? that you were told. For instance, a story can be incredibly empowering or disempowering depending on the person it's referencing. I'll give you an example. Um, somebody might say to, to you, you're just like your father. Is that an empowering story that they're suggesting? But, you know, Because there's a story that goes along with that statement, right? You're just like your father. Your father was very kind and he was very generous and he was very courageous. Or is it You're just like your father. Your father was a shit and he didn't care about people and he was selfish and he was, you know, whatever it is. And then there's a story that goes along with that. What are the stories that we continue to tell ourselves over and over again? What are the stories you've been telling yourself that are lies? This is important. What are the stories you've been telling yourself that are lies that you've made into the truth? Think about that. What are the stories you've been telling yourself that are lies that you've made into the truth? You see, what is the truth? The truth is simply something you've gone out and looked for enough evidence of. So if you've been told a lie, i.e. 2 plus 2 is 5, then if you believe that, you're likely to go out and look for evidence that 2 and 2 is 5. That's how stories work too. So what are the stories you've been told that, you, that are lies that you've gone out and made, the tr- made into the truth? think about this did you potentially do something that was deemed wrong at a particular time and um, you tell yourself a story that is disempowering about that thing you did wrong and you tell it yourself years and years like for years and years afterwards and so if that's the case think about it as a debt at what point is the debt paid it's beautiful, plane just going right over my head. <clears throat> get it in. Can we get it in? There it is. Just flew right over my head. Pretty cool. So, you know, you did something wrong, and now you feel like this emotional or moral debt. And my question to you is, you know, as you run that story over and over and over in your head, at what point is the debt paid? Or have you turned the world into some kind of loan shark where you will be paying uh, unreasonable interest for the rest of your life. See, here's my question to you. Is it the events of our life that shape us? I mean, we tend to think that it is, but is it? Is it the events of our life that shape us? Or is it the stories we tell ourselves about those events that shape us? I would put it to you that that's more the truth that you're not actually shaped by the story by the events, but rather by the stories that you repeat, that others repeat about you in context of those stories. Stories become the lenses through which we see ourselves. Others may, others may see us differently, but that can actually have very little significance if we are indeed committed to our story. If we're committed to the story, it really doesn't matter what other people will see in us. It might be nice. We might like it. We might feel like we want to know more about the story they're telling about us. But the truth is, if we believe our story, we'll probably do a lot to protect that story. Um, We might spend a good deal of time and energy convincing them that they are wrong when they see great things about us. We We may even repeat behavior that we know is unhealthy and is indestructive, and we go, why am I self-sabotaging myself? Because in order to protect the story. You see, the first rule of business is that you must protect your investment. But the first rule of the ego is almost identical, is that you must protect the investment you've made in what it is you believed. You see, the ego mind is focused on keeping you alive, and if you have lived so far, which obviously you have, then whatever crap belief you have is now become equated with surviving. So the ego mind is invested in keeping those stories alive, making sure that those stories stay true, even if they're not. And so the rule of the ego becomes the same as the rule of business, which is you must protect your investment, even if it's a terrible investment. But when we stop when we stop investing in our stories, everything can change. Absolutely everything. October the 2nd, 1869. In, what's the, how do you pronounce it? Uh, Purban, Purbandra, 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 India. A little boy was born under the yoke of the British rule. Now imagine being born in the poor, in what is one of the poorest countries in the world at the time, one of the most populated countries in the world at the time. Imagine the stories that that little boy would have been told about who he was and what he was capable of. But he rewrote that story. And directly and indirectly, he didn't only rewrite his story, he impacted the story of others. His name? Gandhi think about that think about the story he would have gotten being born where he was born in the way, in the environment that he was born in 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 the place that he was born in in the surroundings that he was born in think about how that would have impacted that person Uh, January 15th 1929 a little boy is born to a poor family in Atlanta, Georgia now You know, 1929 in the South, in the U.S., think about that boy. Think about the stories he would have been told about who he was and what he was capable of. But he decided to rewrite his story and directly impacted the lives and the stories of so many others and impacted the stories and the lives of, indirectly, of millions to come. His name was Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., On January 29th, 1954 in Mississippi, a little girl is born to a dirt poor maid and a coal miner who becomes a barber who abandons her and leaves her with her grandmother. Imagine the stories she was told about who she was, about what she was capable of. But she decided, she decided to change the story and directly and indirectly She changed the story of so many others, including herself. What was her name? Oprah. We become the stories we are told. We become the stories we tell ourselves unless we decide to stop investing in the disempowering stories. Unless we decide to invest in a better story. And when we invest in that better story, we don't only change our story. We change the story of others. You see all stories are lies that we make into the truth that we either love or we hate but we make those stories into the truth but they are a lie until you make them into the truth some of us have dominant stories stories that become quote-unquote our destiny and they may be glorious and they may be tragic but they become our reality Others of us have um, polarizing stories, conflicting stories. Um, so you might have a story within you, and the story is that 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 um, you feel this this sense of greatness. You feel this this sense of that you're here to do great things, and you're here to make a magnificent difference. But at the same time, you may have a story that you're just like your dad, or you're just like your mom, or you're just like your brother, or you're just like your uncle, or you're just like you know somebody else, and that that person is 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 was a terrible human being. So you have these conflicting stories going on inside of you that, that, that maybe feel like there's a battle going on inside of you sometimes. Oh, I'll just keep my coffee over. We don't have a story. We have multiple stories. But we usually have a dominant story. Or we have a, a couple of dominant stories that are often polarizing. And as I said, all stories are lies until you make them into the truth, until you invest in the story. But often you invested in the story without even knowing it because it was given to you. It wasn't yours by choice. You just picked up the story and you've been running with that story because you never stopped to think about, is this my story? So let me ask you a question. What is the story, just for you to to sort of get your teeth into this, what is the story you tell yourself about your age. See, I remember I started speaking uh, when I was 26. I started my speaking career when I was 26, and I remember telling myself the story that I was too young, that nobody was going to listen to me. I remember clearly thinking that, that I probably should lie about my age and say that I'm older than I am. And then, you know, you get to be a little bit older. And as you get a little bit older, maybe you start going, "Mm, hold on a sec. Maybe nobody's going to listen to me because young people have got a different idea and maybe I'm too old. What is the story you're telling yourself about your age? What is the story you're telling yourself about your gender? Are you telling yourself that, you know, you can't do this because you're a man? men can't do that maybe you're telling yourself I can't do that because I'm a woman maybe you're telling yourself you can't do that because you're gay or you're transgender or you know, because of your sexuality maybe you're telling yourself a story about something because of your color or your race or your socioeconomic economic situation what are the stories you're telling yourself over and over and over again that are lies that you turn into the truth You see, when we tell ourselves these old stories over and over and over and over again, the past becomes present and it determines the future. When you retell yourself the same story over and over, the past becomes present and it determines your future. So what is the story you've been telling yourself that silently strips away the hope, the faith, the, the, the belief in yourself? And then what is the story that you need to tell yourself that could indeed fill you with faith and hope and belief? What are the stories you need to tell yourself? You know, I talked about age. A minute ago like what is the story you tell yourself about your age you know we live in a society that that loves youth we are we live in a society that that applauds youth, that, that frowns upon age but you know in in many cultures uh, being older means that you are wise that when we in some of those cultures when they look at these things the lines on the face they see every line as history Every line has wisdom. Every line on my face is, in fact, a story. And then there's another piece. What if, the, what if every story is a lie, but it's based on some truth? Like, this is an interesting one. I was thinking about this one, actually, this morning, very early this morning. What if every story is a lie, but it's based on a truth? So what I mean by that is... Um, I'll make one up gay men uh, can't get married that was a truth but it's becoming a lie Uh, what if it was a transgender person could never be elected into a political uh, position well as we record this that was true until about two weeks ago, less though, about a week ago, a transgender person just got elected. Um, actually, on the east coast, I can't remember exactly where it's gone out of my mind. However, think about the stories that have that are actually lies today, that were at one time, in fact, truths. So it's possible for something to be a lie now, but it's based on a truth. And because it's based on the truth, you think that that's the way it has to be, but it's not the way it has to be. Because you've held on to this false idea that comes out of history, but it's actually not got anything to do with who you are in this present moment. It's got nothing to do with what you're capable of in this moment. We get our stories from all kinds of places. And of course, the the biggest place we get our stories is from the authority figures of our life. The people that we, the people that we we look up to, the people that we respect, the people that we hold in high esteem, very often are the ones who've given us stories. And, and sometimes that's a collective. There's an old saying: it takes a village, right? It takes a village to raise a child. But it, oftentimes the the stories are, are are part of the village. They're part of the the tribe. So. When you think about that, uh, when you think about that sometimes your stories come from the tribe, the question I would ask you is, in the context of stories, are you in the environment, or or is the environment in you? Are you in the environment, or is the environment in you? Has the environment become you? So there's a really important thing for you to take a look at what are the stories that you keep repeating? What are the stories that you keep telling yourself about yourself? What are the stories you keep telling yourself about your ex-wife or about your ex-husband? Maybe they were true and they're not true anymore. When I think about who I was 20 years ago, if somebody came up and told a story about who that was, some of the things I'd be pretty shameful about, but they're not true anymore. They're only true if I make them true. The moment I decide that a a story is true, I go looking for evidence that it is true. But the moment I decide that it's not true, I can go looking for other evidence. I can look for completely different evidence. You see, even at a personal level, and certainly at a business level and a corporate level, your story is your brand. Your story is your brand, and more than that, your story is your bond. And what what I mean by that is, is it becomes the glue that, that pulls people to you, but it's also your promise. Your story becomes your promise. So when I'm talking about your story in in a brand sense, I'm not talking about making um, stuff up. I'm not talking about... Um, Well, it's popular to talk about stories, so now we should talk about stories, and then we just make stuff up. No, no, I'm talking about real, true, congruent stories. The stories that you tell about who you really are, what really matters to you, that is what it's about. It's creating real stories, and stories matter. And now I'm getting rained on. Stories matter, and I'll tell you why. There's an example I give in one of my books, and it's it's Bill. Bill does not. Bill sort of prides himself on on not feeling and not letting people in on his emotions and being quite solid and stern and, and prides himself on that. But he can't bear to go to movies with other people unless it's an action movie. Because as soon as he goes to a movie, he starts crying if there's a drama going on or something going on. You know, as much as he tries to repress it, his eyes leak, and as the tears flow down his face, he feels betrayed. By this release of emotion that he is, you know, it, 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 it betrays the story that he is a, he's a man in the way that he believes or has believed that he's supposed to be a man. But that's, the tears betray that. Stories are so powerful that they can actually break a conditioning inside of a human being. And the reason that the stories are so important and powerful is this inside of your brain there's something called mirror neurons these are neurons inside of your brain that respond when you see something external and your brain responds as if it's as if you're experiencing it so you're seeing somebody cry who's sad and you feel sadness even though you haven't lost that even though you haven't experienced what they're experiencing but if you have even if it's in a similar way that fires even deeper stories are important and are powerful because they give people access they give permission if you want to help somebody get more powerful it helps them to have permission to step into that to own the truth of who they are that's bigger than the stories they've been told about who they are since humanity's beginning since the very beginning of time We have told stories. It's the way we have conveyed the truth of who we are. But it's also the way we've conveyed limitation and we need to break that. So decide on the stories that you want to deliver about who you are, about what you're capable of, about where you can be and how you can be. This is vitally important. Stories determine how we feel and stories determine how others feel about us. In the words of Maya Angelou, people, what was it she said, people will forget or might forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Your stories and how you tell those stories will determine everything. So decide on the story you wanna tell about who you are. Decide on the stories but you want to tell about who everyone else is. Many years ago, I was interviewed, and I was asked about all the traveling that I'd done. And I was asked why I liked the traveling. And people said, was it about the culture? Was that what it was? The the new cultural experiences that I would get from traveling? And of course, that was very powerful. But that wasn't the reason I loved traveling. I learned something at a very... uh, When I was about... uh, 202021. 20, 20, uh, no, yeah, I was about 20, and I went to France with uh, friends in Italy with my brother and uh, a couple of other guys, and, and we went there and we played this game. And the game was that we would go out and we would make up a name about who we were and we would make up a job about what it is that we do. We pretended we were other people. It was a fun game, but here's what was interesting. Nobody had any reason to disbelieve us. The people who surround you, the people who judge you, are judging you because you're telling them a story. If you don't like the response you're getting, tell them a different story. Not a lie, not suggesting that you lie, just find another truth. Because you're not limited to the stories you were given. There's far more to you than that. You're far greater than the stories that you inherited, than the stories that you've taken on. Those are not your truth. Those are simply stories. So I wanna challenge you to really consider nothing more than that the stories aren't lies until you make them the truth. So stay curious, my friend, stay curious about the stories you're telling yourself and others. What does your story say about them? What does your story say about you? And more importantly, how does it make them feel? This is Dov Baron. I assist you and other high performers achieve the greater clarity and purpose so that you can break through to that next level of growth in your life and in your business by connecting to your deep greatness. So next time, Dov Baron. I'm out.